welcome, welcome. Come right on in. Come right on in, everyone. Come right on in. Great afternoon, great evening, great morning, wherever you may be joining us live. Or those who are catching us on replay, welcome to you as well, whether you're joining us on YouTube, Facebook, in my private Facebook group, Broken Pieces to Peace. We would like to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Go ahead and tag your friends, family, neighbors. Let them know that we are live for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This. And I have none other than my special guest, Precious Simone in the house. Welcome, Precious. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, thank you yes. so much for having me, Pam. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I said thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. And so we are so happy and grateful that you've taken out time out of your day to be with us today. So go ahead and click that love, like, and share button. Tag as many people as you can, a minimum of 10, okay? And let them know that, <laughs> yeah, we're getting ready. To, it's getting ready to go down, all right? And so, I tried to share, Pam. It wouldn't give me the option to share. Anything. It wouldn't give you the option to share. Maybe we have to put a, turn it on afterwards or something. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so let me turn this around. Okay, hold on one second. It's okay. All right. So, great afternoon again, everyone. And we are here with none other than Precious Simone for episode number, drum roll, a God like this. And I am burning up and my fan just switched on me. It just turned around. <laughs> so we're going to work that out in just a second. But where this is my goal. It is my vision and my desire to share with the world the crisis or those traumas, right, that God has allowed to happen in our lives. And then we're going to go through those triggers or those defining moments, right, where God is getting our attention. And then those triumphs that is used or was used to build our strength or our faith. And then to above all, glorify God, and to help others, right? And so this is amazing. So I'm super excited today to have none other than my special featured guest, Precious Simone. Welcome, welcome, welcome again to Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This, Precious. And so ladies and gentlemen, Precious is energetic, bold, vibrant, successful, and encouraging. She's featured in Kish Magazine. Precious Simone is an award-winning inner strength coach. Come on now, inner strength coach. We all need some of that, right? So at some point in time of our, in our lives. She is an author, not only an author, she's a best-selling author. Come on now, that makes a difference. Just an author or a best-selling author. And she's a speaker, a mentor, a trailblazer, a woman of God. Can you yes. hear me? A woman of God and a certified life coach. Precious is on a personal mission to push, motivate, and inspire others to never give up on improving themselves. She is a highly sought after keynote speaker who has had the privilege of speaking at many events. And one I had you know, one that she didn't have in her, on her bio, but she was uh, the power voice. Uh, what what do you call it? Uh, MC. I was one of yeah. I was the MC of the power voice, and I was yeah. also one of the top twenty speakers in my particular class. I was number two, uh, one of the speakers that came out. So yeah, I hosted yeah. two of the power voice, and I also was chosen to be one of the speakers. Absolutely, and you introduced me. I did. Yes, yes, yes. So those were some amazing times, amazing times. And so she has an impressive body of work recently interviewing, listen at this, ladies and gentlemen, uh, The Mix for Kish Magazine, The Next Melody Hope, our very own from Huntsville, Alabama. Woo, woo. 
because you know that's where we are, right? We are in Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> and so um, from the hit TV series, Love and Marriage in Huntsville, she is an inspirational leader with a powerful presence and an infectious personality, as you can see. And hold on, I'm missing some stuff. Just a little bit. Okay. She has been featured in the, uh, she has interviewed on Kish Magazine, in Kish Magazine, um, a couple of people that we know, right? Ivanya, please don't let me mess her name up. Iyanla. Iyanla. Okay. Uh, Iyanla. And Karen Clark Shear, I know who that is, and I know Iyanla and uh, Shante Moore. Okay, so she has interviewed these phenomenal people as well. And since starting her journey at the age of 19, she has been relentless in her pursuit. Come on now. And I see her in action. She's <laughs> all over. Just getting it. D-O-N. Getting it done. And hashtag get to know her. Okay, so let's go ahead and get right into it to get to know none other than Precious. So Precious, thank you so much for accepting the invitation to share your story with my audience. So thank you again so much for joining us today. No, of course. Thank you for having me. Um, it's an honor to be here. So thank you for asking me to be a part. For sure, for sure, for sure. So now you're on the opposite end of the interview. And so I'm the interview and you the interviewee. That is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's a kind of different seat. So um, go ahead and share with our audience. We know what your bio says, but who is Precious Simone? And yes. <laughs> what was that thing that happened to you, that traumatic thing that happened to you? Yes, thank you so much. Yes, so again, Precious Simone is everything that you stated, but she's also a woman who just believes in people and believes that we all have an assignment and that we all have a purpose to fulfill in this life and that we're not here on accident. Absolutely. Many people are floating around trying to figure out who they are, but in reality, we all have a purpose and it's important that we go to the creator to figure out who we are. And mm -hmm. I have spent time before the creator, you know, defining who I am and spent time mm -hmm. before God is what I call him. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, figuring out who I am and I understand that I'm a woman of purpose. I'm filled with purpose and I'm helped to help, help I'm called to help others, other people manifest their purpose and see their purpose as well. Yeah. Well, had a moment in my life um, around 2014. Well, let me take you back just a little bit more. I got, I graduated from college in two, December 2009. And from that moment, I had came home to where I live and resided in St. Louis, Missouri. And when mm -hmm. I came home to St. Louis, Missouri, of course, everyone is always looking for Mr. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mr. Right, Mrs. Right. And so I ran into who I believed was Mr. Right. The time mm -hmm. of my life, I was with. Yeah. 2022, going to 23, one of those. Okay. And so in that time, getting to know this person and pursued a relationship with this person only for us to end up getting married. Oh, yeah, I'm married. And this is what I believe to be my dream. Believe someone that I believe that I was going to have a lifelong purpose with. Well, soon in a couple of months of uh, us getting married, um, the relationship began to unravel and it began to take a turn to where we were in a position in space where he decided he just didn't want the relationship anymore. And so that was really hard for me because I had never been in a place where I felt like unwanted or someone wanted to give up on me or someone wanted to change their mind about me or someone wanted to throw in the towel and give up pursuing what we once thought had purpose. Hmm. That's a message right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> a book right there, girl. Yeah, so it, it 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 caused a lot of pain, and it caused me to go inside of myself, and it caused me to lose my smile. Now I'm a person that smiles big, that's very energetic, that's very bold, and so for me to lose my smile, it manifested outwardly of what I was feeling on the inside. It was it was I was showing up, but you could tell that I was that there had been a dent somewhere, that there had been a, a sting somewhere, that I lost something, mm -hmm. and so I spent 
several years <laughs> in tears and several years in pain because I, I if I could be honest Pam I, I had this whole I'm exempt mindset I felt like because I was a good person because I did right by people because I was very caring because I was nice because I, I did the things th that were right to do in essence I went to school yeah. I'm cute name all the stuff that would cause you to be a catch Right, I right, right. Like, like I was a catch that couldn't be dropped. Mm -hmm. And so that's what happened. And it was hard. It was hard to receive it. It was hard to process through it. It was hard to walk through it. I tell people all the time until you're in a situation that really hits you at your core, that really flips your life upside down, it's extremely difficult mm -hmm. to put your mouth on it until mm -hmm. you're in it. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 And so, you know, God will allow those things mm -hmm. to happen, mm -hmm. right? And especially, it happens to to men as well, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't. I can't. I can't relate to that. But as a female, uh, I can definitely re relate to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, where do you turn? You know, uh, when the love of your life, you know, Takes turns the time. <laughs> right, right, have another agenda. <laughs> yeah. So. For me, I turned to healthy people. I went to, I had a lot of people in my circle around me who, one, were married, but then two, who also just were voices of reasoning and voices of encouragement. I turned to people who I can confide in in the church, as well as I turned a lot to the Lord. It was, it was mm -hmm. so hard. I'm like, God, why me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what did I do to deserve this? Lord? Where did I miss it? At? Where did I miss you? Um, and then I, I, as I began to ask God questions, there were a lot of things that, you know, became, that came to my attention about, you know, just being in this space. I lost my father when I, when I was a young girl. And so I really, I, I take pride in men. I look up to men. I think men are valuable pieces in our yeah, lives yeah. that we should have. And so for me, I put them on this pedestal. For God, like, you, you it. <laughs> and so the times where I was running to him with all this pain and all this stuff, I should have been running to the Lord. Like, Come on now. That he didn't have answers for. There were some things that only God could fix or God could show. And you know, when I look back on that time, I'm like, you know, we both were growing. We both were in a space where we were getting healed, and God was just moving through us. And so, I think back on those times, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad it happened. <laughs> a lot of people will look back on it and reflect, like, well, I, I hate that ever happened to me. No, Pam, I'm actually glad that it did happen because mm -hmm. today I wouldn't be the woman that I am today without it happening. So turning to God, turning to his word, turning to prayer, turning to healthy people, doing mm -hmm. hard times is a place. Mm -hmm. Because I, I could have been in an asylum. I could have chosen anything. I could have chose drugs. I could have chose alcohol. I could have chose sex. could have chose going to the world. I could have chose a lot of those things, which they were tempting. Mm -hmm. Not the drugs and the alcohol, because that never was a struggle. Absolutely. But, I mean, temptations of guys, it wasn't like people still wasn't trying to connect with me you know after that it was still people coming out of the woodworks and so i could have easily for moments and times of affection to feel voice mm -hmm. subject myself to feeling those voice through other things absolutely absolutely and so could you say that i know we talked about it before that when you put people places or things in the place of God, then he will shake that thing up. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And you don't know what just happened. Mm -hmm. So could you say that, could you look back now and see that maybe you put God in his, him in God's place? 
Oh, yeah, several times on a pedestal, going to him for direction as opposed to going to God for direction and seeking his counsel above the Lord's, which is a good things to do. But you got to make sure you do the father first. And for me, it was like, no, you're going to tell me what we're doing. You're going to tell me where we're headed. You're going to tell me what's the plan. And God and God's like, well, I'm over here. <laughs> so I, I was going to God more with the pain and going with him more the plan when in reality mm. the God for the pain and the plan. Right. And so I've learned now when I'm feeling stuff or when something's going on, just go to God because he's going to give me direction and he's going to open my eyes to whatever it is that I cannot see. Because man can't place replace the father. And he will frustrate anything you put before him. He mm-hmm. will he will shake it up. Mm-hmm. He will do whatever. Anything that comes in his place, anything that you don't seek him for, don't take counsel for, especially if you are a kingdom person and you call yeah. yourself a kingdom person, you call mm-hmm. yourself a person that's hard after God and hard after his purposes in your life, mm-hmm. he'll frustrate anything that's going to keep you or interfere with that purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you said something um, really key. Uh, something that I want to bring out. The order God gives us females the man to mm-hmm. look to, and he's mm-hmm. supposed to look to God, mm-hmm. right? To be held mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we we still can't put all our hope and faith and trust in man. Exactly. We have to put our faith, trust, and hope in God, but there's still an order. You know, we still look to our husbands or whatever for guidance or direction. But if he's looking if he has the right direction as well. So it has to be in a line. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And so could you, the triggers or those warning signs, did you have, let's talk about the warning signs or those triggers. The warning signs before the disruption or the warning signs during the disruption or Or where God was trying to get your attention, you know, whether it was before the marriage, during the marriage or after the disruption. Yeah. Let let people know what that looked like. Yeah, I can honestly be transparent and say that there were warning signs along the way during my courtship that sometimes you say, well, we can work on that. Oh, we can fix that. Oh, we'll fix that when we get married. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to happen. There are certain things that are not going to be fixed when you get married. You actually take them over into the marriage and they magnify because Mm. you're together, you're married. And so there are certain things that actually were um, a, a problem during the courtship that mm-hmm. I looked over or that I would just be like, oh, it'll be okay. We can work through it. But it became a problem later on. And God was trying to get my attention, telling me to slow down, telling me to slow down. And I kept going a thousand miles per hour. Like, no, God, I'm in love. I'm good. It's cool. I don't need your advice right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> God's like, daughter, you're going to run into a wall quickly. And so mm-hmm. I, it hurt more. See, I thought it hurt during the courtship, but it yes. actually hurts more when you go over into what you deem your promised land with this junk and this baggage and this extra hurt that you haven't really addressed or mm-hmm. these other things that are still you're still dealing with. And so there were several times God was like, move out of the way, move out of the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> move out of the way and several times, but because I refused to, I caused myself a lot of pain. Wow. Wow, that's huge right there. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And so, um, mm. <laughs> ignoring the warning signs. Yeah, you, you cause yourself more pain. A lot of people feel like they can fix the sign or they can turn the sign from red to green. You can't. Um, let me tell you now. You can't. You cannot turn the sign from red to green. The only person that can do that is the Lord. Only the Lord can give you the green light go or the red light stop. Or mm-hmm. he might say, yield right now, daughter. Yield yes. right now, son. But Wait we don't me. have the power to do that. Wait on me. We we get in a, God, I got this. Mm-hmm. Trust me. And it always leads in more pain. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Can you, you mind sharing or would you like sharing to share uh, what some of those warning signs were? Yeah, some of the warning signs are um, alert. Yeah, move out of the way. Mm-hmm. Others, 
um, certain behaviors. There's um, then all of a sudden you're out of character. That's a warning sign. When it takes you out of a character, the the reason why God has to slow you down is because when you start taking matters into your own hand, you're operating in the flesh rather than operating in the spirit. So the warning is. This is going to get the best of you and you're not going to respond in a way that is godly. You're not going to respond in a way that is pure. You're not going to respond in a way that is loving. So mm. the warning sign is get your feelings and flip, get out of the way. <laughs> Don't yeah, go do that. Right. Mm. Don't go address them. Like that, for me, I, I would Don't go, go address him. Or Don't, address address him. Don't go address him. Move out of the way. Like you're not going to handle this well. Because I thought I was handling it well. God was like, no, you, you're not even going in my spirit. Because there was times when I did it the right way the Lord told me to. He said, Esther knew how to approach the king. At the end of the day, the woman is, the husband is won over by the conduct of the wife and the conversation of the wife. And you can't win them over because your conversation hasn't been before me. So what you're going to say is not going to win. So, it, it, yeah, so over and over and over again, it just, I didn't win. <laughs> exactly. I didn't win. I didn't win. So the warning signs was be quiet and move out of the way. Uh, other people, other voices, seeing things and allowing my feelings to get the best of me and mm -hmm. just operating out of me. And so, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the, you in the way. Exactly. Exactly. That was good. That was really good. Mm -hmm. And so in all of that, okay, so we see the traumatic thing, right? And then we see the triggers. Now, the glory in the story, <laughs> the glory in the story from the story, because you know, going through it, it doesn't feel good when you're doesn't going feel through good. it. Yeah, but it's for your good. It's for your good for sure. Mm -hmm. So let us see what that looks like. Yes. <laughs> The glory in the story is that you work on yourself. So I spend yeah. time working on pressure, spend time before the Lord, spending time in a place of forgiveness, um, of my forgiving myself, forgiving other people, um, asking God for forgiveness for when I miss him or when I don't seek him and when I don't spend time with him. Um, I spent a lot of time doing that and just refocused myself around, okay, God, what do you want from me? This doesn't change how I feel about you. This doesn't change my mind about you. Because a lot of people allow pain to change their mind about them and the Lord. And I didn't allow it to change how I feel about the Lord and my relationship with the Lord. I said, God, okay, what, what do you want from me? So he wanted me to spend time healing. And yeah. while I was healing, other people was experiencing certain types of things in their relationship. But he will send me to encourage them from another perspective and their relationships will be mended and their relationships will come back together. So mm. then I got upset. I was like, well, dang, why come on to come back together? <laughs> and he was like, the goal was not for yours to come back together. The goal was for you to understand what happened in yours so that you can help other people prevent themselves from going down the same road. Watching the signs, watching when they're out of, out of line, watching when they're not seeking me, watching when they're not coming before me, not watching their conversation. And so... I spent all that time doing it. I stayed, it was people across my path. I dated a few people, but I spent like seven years single and not giving my heart to anybody and just really be for the Lord and asking him for direction. Mm -hmm. And so that was from 2014 all the way up to this year. <laughs> last year, let's say last year. <laughs> What? In 2020, yes. In 2020, I, at the top of the year, I had made a confession out loud. I said, okay, God, I, I want to open my heart again. I don't want to be closed off because one of the things people fail to admit out loud that when they lose something or when they have traumatic things happen in their lives or something something come, leaves them when they go through hard times is that their heart gets guarded. And that they they fail to trust again and love again. And I said, God, I want to be open to love. I want to be yeah. open to loving again. And I want to give my heart again. Well, mm -hmm. my past came back right after I made that declaration. And this was the first time that I was able to say from a whole place, from a real raw and a place of peace was that, you know, we, we don't have a purpose, you know, together anymore. That God doesn't have a plan there. And I was shocked because I was like, what? I was able to do that. Um I never was in a place where I could do that or admit that, but I finally had the courage to say that I'm moving forward. Wow. So 
right after that, some, some months later, let's say by August, I received this function from the father to start praying for my future spouse, to start praying for my spouse. And I was like, what? Like, I haven't prayed for a spouse or anything all year. What? Yes, right after that, I joined this prayer challenge. And then someone, my uh, elder of the church had called me and prophesied over my life and told me about a man that God had for me. And I'm going to get married. It's going to be a quick word that he's right in front of my face to cut off anything that's not of God. But God had a purpose for us and saw us in ministry and so many different things and I wept because I was like wow God still had a plan for me like this whole time where I just been seeking him going after him trusting him pouring into people God still had a plan for my love life God still had a plan for me and somebody and I was like what and all along in my face this whole time want to do it and so in October of last year, uh, one of the coaches that I coached a uh, youth track with, summer youth track with, it's called AU. We coached, we met in 2017. Of, We met in March of 2017, and we coached the same youth together. We coached his son together, actually. And we were just friends. We we loved God. We encouraged the youth together, and that was it. I, I had my eyes on other places and mine and other places, so I didn't see him like that. Wow. I always thought he was a reputable man, a man of okay. great standard, a, a man of great quality. I always had respect for him, but mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that this would be my future husband, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> The coach, another coach that we coach with, we all in this group chat where we hang out uh, quarterly, but due to the pandemic, we didn't get a chance to kind of hang out. So she came in the group and was like, hey, I miss y'all. And we were like, we miss you too. We should hang out, spend some time together. So we coordinated that only for her. We are not picking on her about her guy she's with that she's been mm -hmm. posting. Right. And. Lo and behold, I had this unction like because the, the 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 man that I'm married to now, I'm getting ready to get to the story, but he's in the group. Yeah. Don't tell like, everybody. And I'll tell him, I'm like, oh, oh. I started almost feeling like right. I'm like, is it Coach Leon? Like, let's. I said it's 2020. We ain't get no younger. Let's go ahead and make it official. I had this boldness come over me, and I was like, what did I just do? Then I got sick to my stomach. What? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. You went from meeting him. In the chat, no, and so we were, in, we were in the chat, and I had this unction to put in the chat, like, Hey, coach, it's 2020, we ain't getting no younger, let's go ahead and make it official. So I put that in the chat, <laughs> and, and y'all were dating, y'all wouldn't, no, there was no, no, no. Nope. But the, the caveat to that on his testimony piece is that he was before the father saying, God, you have to present her to me. So he had gone through divorce. He'd been hurting. He was like, God, I, I've been dating. You're going to have to present her to me. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. God, I'm going to go ahead and go it alone. But you know, that's not my desire. So you're going to have to present her. So the boldness that I felt to respond in that text message was me presenting myself. And so that answered his prayer. So right now. we went out, we went out to eat together and then he asked me on the date and the rest was history. And here I am a year later, <laughs> married. <laughs> married it's now. so much better than I could ever expect it. You know, I get extremely emotional you know, sometimes when I think about the triumph, a lot of people spend a lot of times in their tears and and the pain and the tragedy, which I understand yeah. it has to happen. You have to walk through it. But I spend a lot of time in tears and the victory and the triumph because I'm like, again, who wouldn't serve a God like this? Who wouldn't what, wait what? for a God like this? Who Come wouldn't on. trust that he still had a plan? Who wouldn't trust that he would do for us? And I think so many times we think God's plans are over. Yeah, that God has an expiration date on His plans, and He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, <laughs> but He doesn't. He doesn't have an expiration date on His plans. Yeah. His plans are not about to be over for your life. You just gotta trust yeah. Him. Yeah. I didn't know that this was a part of my future, but I'm so grateful. So here I am after going through all of that. Sometimes you feel like divorce is the end. Like it's like wow. Like will I ever love again? 
And here I am loving again. It's healthy. It's whole. It's encouraging. It's fun. It's funny. <laughs> it's, it's just great. It's pure. We both have a heart for the Father. We both are after God on our own terms. We, we pursue him on our own. We pursue him as a family. Um, we, we have plans to launch our own ministry. We just have so many things that we're before the father for and, and it feels together. Say that again. Cause you froze. It feels good to be running hard after God together. Yes, <laughs> That's so beautiful. That is beautiful because you know, so many people don't get a chance to feel that Yeah. ever in life. I know. And uh, that is such a blessing. It's such a blessing. Thank and you. Your story is so beautiful. That's that's really like a traumatic, uh, who wouldn't serve a God moment. Yes. You know, relationships <laughs> for those who think that there is no hope for them. You know, you talking about I hear some people say, well, they ain't no good people and they ain't no good men in church. They ain't no good women in church. Where you know where she go? Where she go? I don't know what church you attend, but here's the deal. That is true though. A lot of people are borderline in the world. So it is hard for people to tell the difference between what men are serving God, what women are serving God. And the truth is like Man, Leon said all the time, like God was gracious in presenting us to one another because he, we we seek the Lord in similar fashion. We 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 read the word in similar fashion. The way we are before the Lord, you don't find that today. And so yeah. to have someone's just just as sold out as me, that's why you have to be praying for. So I spend time praying for him to be walking in purity, him to be after the whole, the father, him to understand his purpose, him to be in purity. Like I, I prayed those things and I also yeah. prayed them for myself as well. So you yeah. have to, sometimes you got to be praying over your spouse because there's a lot of temptations out here and a lot of things pulling at people to distract them and to thwart them from their destiny. Mm. So you got to be that person to intercede sometimes. Absolutely. And you have to be intentional. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you have to be the person, first of all, be the person that you're looking for. Yes, yes, come on. <laughs> Everybody wants somebody, but they refuse to grow. And, you know, you're going to mishandle. Say that again. Yeah, you got to grow. You got to grow. You have to grow. And there's people looking for a certain type of person. But why are you looking for that certain type of person and you're not even that person? Exactly. Or we, or refuse to do the work. To and, grow and become that person. That's absolutely, important. absolutely, and that's that's a, a lot of um, the problems that I see where people are straddling the fence and they are not willing to grow and do the hard work that it takes in order to attract a good, healthy Christian mate, right? And for them to be a good, healthy Christian person. Yeah. And you can so, be cute all day and not be attractive. Ooh. Your soul not be attractive. Your spirit uh. not be attractive. Your mindset not be attractive. It's not enough to have good looks. No, not there at are all. But it's people with good looks, with no quality, with no substance, with no conversation, with no ambition, with no drive, with no dedication, with no devotion, with no private time with the Lord, mm. with no love mm. life for the Lord, mm. angry, bitter, resentful. I mean, I, and nasty I I'm not attractive. You can be cute and handsome all day and mm -hmm. still not be attractive. That's, that's right. That's for another time. That's, <laughs> right. oh, that's real talk. That that's is real, real talk. talk. Because looks can only take you so far. But looks what's in the core? So that's right. The core is what matters. And that's when you have to you know, put in the hard work to empty out and, and dig all of that crap out that you've gone through in your life so that you will be in a good place and then pour in, you know, the positive, the word, and be around good Christian people in that environment, you know, mm -hmm. and just feed whatever you feed, good or bad, will grow. And so if you focus on feeding your flesh. That's what's going to show flesh. up. Oh, it's going to show up, honey. Mm -hmm. You can only hide so long. It's like a, a blackhead or a whitehead. <laughs> Them things will come to a head. 
It will come to <laughs> it has to. It has, it has to. to. What goes on in the dark will come to light for yeah. sure. And so you can only hide it for so long, but just be committed to doing that um, inner work and healing. Because those are some of the things that I heard you say, you know, you were in a in a um, a winter, right, for seven years. But in the meantime, in that waiting or in that um, in that winter season, you were seeking and searching and and seeking what God's will is for your life. Yeah, and I wasn't well, around waiting on a man, God, when you're going to send him. I wasn't doing any of that. I was just spending time serving the Lord, spending time loving on people, spending time walking in my purpose yeah. and doing what I was supposed to do. Healing. Healing is important. Yeah. Yeah. You can't put a end date on healing <laughs> exactly. or you can't rush healing. Exactly. You have to really take your time and heal um, because I wanted to make sure that I was well before either going back and being restored there or going back and being restored to someone else. Absolutely. And taking that baggage and bringing that baggage into another relationship as well. Mm -hmm. And so which will be traumatic in itself. Exactly. And it's when not it, fair. It's not it's fair to anybody involved. Oh, that's mm -hmm. right. To anyone involved. And um, it will come to a head one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And so let me go step back just a little bit before we wrap things up. Where did you get your um, your spiritual, strong spiritual background from? Because, you know, you came right in. Bam. I, <laughs> I was doing what's right, you know, serving the Lord. And I've always had that mindset. And we are very, very much alike. Yeah. Much well, alike. I didn't go grow up going to church, but I did go to church on like your Easter's and your Christmas. And I had an aunt who was heavy in church. And my aunt said my, my grandma was in church. But in regards to like my foundation, mm -hmm. I got saved when I was like 19 years old. I was at I was at work one day and some friends was talking to me about the Lord. And I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> we, what? Uh, we should just be living our lives, y'all, like chilling with the God thing. And believe it or not, they piqued my interest, though, because they talked about God in a way like they knew him. They wasn't just giving me information. It yeah. sounded like it was a relationship. It sounded like this was somebody I can have, too. And my aunt had invited me to church, and I went to church with her. And from that moment, my life had never been the same. I had given my life to the Lord, and I just started walking with him wholeheartedly after that. It was That's where it came from. And then so being in college around like-minded believers and going to a church that poured into me while I was at in college and then it, it, being surrounded by like-minded believers, like I got really gifted my journey. Like he was with me. He was like, I'm going I'm to hold you through college and I'm going to hold you till you get home and, and get you around some like-minded individuals. So that's where it came from. You went to a Christian uh, college? No, I went to Southeast Missouri State University. So, but while I was there, when I so when I got saved, I, it was on winter break of two thousand and it was winter break of two thousand and five, headed into two thousand and six. The new year was two thousand and six. Mm -hmm. I got saved in two thousand and six, and I returned back to college saved. While I was there. I was on a shuttle bus and I was sharing my Lord. So, so I started sharing my story, sharing my testimony, and I got connected to some people who love God on the bus. What? I started doing prayer Bible study with them. And then one day we found, we stumbled across a church. The lights had went off on the campus and we went seeking for a church one Sunday and stumbled across this church that was non-denominational, Holy Spirit filled, powerful. And we started going there and we started getting groomed and developed. And that was kind of where our grooming and developed took place from there. So God has literally orchestrated this whole thing. We had revivals on campus. We went around evangelizing the people like this was this what it was my college years was spent with god and people who love god what yes <laughs> i thought that you you had that strong parent not 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 a holiday uh yeah she not, did <laughs> we gonna beat my mama up she dressed us up 
Christmas and Easter. <laughs> she played her little, she played her little gospel music in the house. But in regards to like instilling a life of before the Lord in us, like she she didn't, you know. Um, and she's a, she'll share that. Wow. But in regards to finding my way, I found my way through uh, after high post high school, yeah. early pre my early years of college. And my whole college years was spent. You are froze. You were froze. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> okay. So you said early years were spent in with college. people who love the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. God literally ordered my steps to those people. <laughs> my God. That, now, that's a story in itself, mm -hmm. you know, because typically people, you know, have a pretty strong background. You know, my mom brought us up in the church and, you know, I was always very active, very active in the church. And um, she just instilled those values. Yeah, in us, and yeah. um, but wow, 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 wow. When God has a purpose for your life and you seek Him, He will seek you. I'm telling you, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. So, as we get ready to wind up, this has been such an amazing conversation. And so thank you so much for sharing. Is there anything that you would like to share with our audience before we wrap up and go into the last final, you know, uh, part of the of the show? Yeah, I want to encourage anyone that's watching to don't put it in on your story. Your story isn't over. Turn the page. There's more to read. There's more to become of you. You keep serving the Lord. Keep serving God. Keep going after his plan, his best for you. It doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what it come with. It doesn't matter how crazy you have to look. It may come with a little pain, <laughs> but keep serving God and keep going after God and keep trusting God and keep renewing your commitment to him. And God will show up for you in ways that you never could imagine. And so when I think about this platform, Pam, who wouldn't serve a guy like this? I give God all the glory because it's all the Lord. It's nothing that I could have did, nothing yeah. I could have done to, to, to get here on my own. It was all divine guidance. And so I encourage you to seek divine guidance in your life and to seek God's best for your life. Yeah. Don't don't worry about what everybody else has going on. I've never cared. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You sound like me. Yeah, who cares what everybody else got going on when mm -hmm. God has a plan uniquely set apart for you. So seek his best for your life and care about his plan and don't push his voice to the side because you'll be surprised the message he wants to try to get to you. Woo! That's good, girl. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And so, yeah, don't get weary in well-doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. So, hey, if you faint not, if you faint not, so don't faint in the process. <laughs> not going to feel good all the time. Those those uh, traumatic things, because we all go through traumatic things and they are not necessarily happening to us. It may feel like that it's happening to us in the process, but it's happening for us mm -hmm. it's happening for our good. Right. And so as we get ready to uh, wrap things up. I have three questions that I typically ask my guests. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So as you know, the uh, first question is, what are you most grateful for? You know, I'm most grateful for healthy relationships. In a season of my life, I have learned and grown to value more deep and meaningful and healthy relationships. Healthy relationships that push the best out of me, mm -hmm. that speak life into me, that push the best in me. So I'm grateful for healthy relationships in this season of my life. That's good. That's good. That's real good, as a matter of fact. Healthy relationships that 
bring the best out in you. That's key. That's key. Ooh, that's and key. there's reciprocity. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so many times I've been the poor or and, and still to some degree is. Mm-hmm. But I have relationships that fuel me and that pour into me and that push me and that challenge mm-hmm. me. And that feels great because most of the time you can be the poor or you'd be a pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you expect everybody to be a pitcher when God had to alert me that everybody he brings into my life won't be a pitcher. Sure. But I have to be okay with the pictures that he do send me. Mm, that's good. If they're just a glass. I can't expect them to pour, pour, pour when they don't got that. <laughs> they can only give as much as they have. Yeah. yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. so, uh, second question. What is your definition of peace? My definition of peace is... Well, one of the ones that I embrace the most is, is shalom. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom. Yeah. There's nothing broken, nothing missing, nothing lacking, complete wholeness in your life. Mm-hmm. So peace for me is wholeness. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's well, it's being well mentally, emotionally, responding well. It is your ability to maintain yourself regardless of what's going on around you mm. it's the inner thing and it's an outward thing so it's wholeness and it's wellness uh, it's a personal thing peace <laughs> peace is personal because yes. you can have chaos going on and still have peace you can be in the storm and still have peace you can be in the middle of a pandemic and still have peace yes, so for me it's about being whole and about being well Absolutely. That is, that's really good. That's really good because you are, you are on point. Wholeness equals peace. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the third question, that was the great answer, by the way. Third and last question is, you know that I have the, um, uh, private Facebook group, Broken Pieces to Peace, right? So what are some of the things that you do to maintain your sense of peace, whether it's daily um, daily routines that you do or some of the things that you would like to share with our audience that will help them to move past uh, or move out of the broken pieces of their past? Yeah help to move them forward into their life of peace. Yeah. So I, of course, spend time in the word. I spend time in worship. I spend time in prayer. I I spend a lot of time affirming myself, but more so than anything, I, if something arises, I have to check it. I have to see if I'm missing information before just responding to it. I've become less reactive. Mm. And more just responding as opposed to reacting. If you react to everything, it's a sign of immaturity, emotional immaturity. If I'm responding to things and I'm taking the time to really process through it and really check it. And so I do spend time when things arise, not just overreacting to them. I try my best not to take everything personal. Say, Precious, this isn't personal. Like mm-hmm. This isn't personal. Like This isn't a, an attack. And, and realizing that that everything that comes up is an opportunity for growth. So whether it's in the word, working out, reading, I read a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I believe it's important to be a reader. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are some of my things. Reading the word, reading books, re- reading personal growth books, self-help books, whatever books that speak to your soul, speak to your spirit and feed your mind. And you know, honestly, just practicing gratitude. And yeah. every day I find myself thankful for things. Just practicing gratitude and being thankful. Mm-hmm. Those things help you stay grounded and have a sense of peace and just practice being positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's so many things to be negative about in this world and this life, but just find some things to find me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry about that. But yes, that is huge because you said, learning to respond 
opposed to react. Yeah. Because responding is positive and reacting is negative. Yeah, it's negative. It's emotional. It is. It is. And just, you know, taking yourself out of that, um, out of the situation and looking back and being able to make conscious decisions. Yeah. On how to react or how to respond to the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so that's, that's good. That's really good. And so, yeah, that, that was really good. Okay. (laughs) So thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. Absolutely. And as we get ready to wind up uh, again, I am so happy and grateful that you took out time out of your day, uh, Precious, to come and share with us. This has been an amazing, rich conversation. And so I want you all to, she has a book. She has two books. And so make sure that you get your copy of your book, uh, her book, through Amazon Prime or Barnes, Barnes & Nobles online, Confronting the Age of Question. Why me? Yes. <laughs> that is huge. That is huge. Make sure you all get that book. And how can they get that book, uh, Precious? Yep. Amazon and um, Barnes & Noble is a good place to just go ahead and get it straight to you. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. And um, let's see. Where else? And definitely connect with Precious on Instagram. Precious Simone Inspires, or you can connect with her on Facebook at Precious Simone Inspires LLC. And you can also email her at speak at Precious Simone. And so, again, is there anything else that you want to share? You have another book as well, right? I don't have another book uh, yet, but my next book will definitely be with me and my husband, uh, we're going to pull Arthur a book together. Yes. So Fantastic. that will be, we will combine our stories, our journeys, um, things that the Father has given us together and encourage people through our writing, through workshops, through ministry, through encouragement, through lives. So we are definitely on a mission to win hearts and, and help people men. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. That's going to be good. That's going to be Thank good. You. Is it just going to be for couples or singles or what? I, it's a universal message. Uh, okay. Ultimately, it'll definitely be a universal message, but it's ultimately for any anyone that's gone through any type of broken relationship or something. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So thank you again. And yes, make sure that you connect with Precious on Facebook or on Instagram. I'll post the, um, the link in the banner in the uh, promotional banner on Facebook and so uh, where you can reach out to her and uh, make that connection all right and make sure you all join us for the Bible reading in the morning for the 365 day Bible reading where we read the word every morning go through the entire Bible in 365 days and at 6 a.m Central Standard Time 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and 4 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And then make sure you join us back here next week for another episode of Who Wouldn't Serve a God Like This, where I will have another phenomenal guest speaker that you definitely don't want to miss. All right. So with that being said, thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you so much, Precious. You have a good one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care. Bye for now. Take care.